0: Hello, my name is Liz Gurley, and you are listening to Memoir History. It's Tuesday. It's a little bit after lunchtime. Noon. Maybe almost one. There is not a cloud in the sky right now, and I am out on a walk. And I don't have long sleeves on, I'm wearing a t-shirt. I have like this vest shell thing I'm wearing over it <clears throat> that's, you know, padded and wintry. And so my core is very warm. My arms are cold, but the sun feels so good at the same time. Do you feel that ever? Like where you're hot and cold at the same time? Like, I feel like I want to shiver a little bit and my back is tight because I'm chilled. But I also know that the longer I walk, the more I'll warm up. But my core is warm. Anyway, hot and cold. It's not this or that. It's both and, right? Okay, maybe I was holding my back tight because I'm a little nervous. I don't know why I get so nervous still when I Record I guess that's a lie. I do know why I get nervous because I don't know what I'm gonna say. I Feel like I have something to say I don't know what it is yet But if I just keep talking it'll come out <laughs> There's always a reason why I feel the need to record. I feel something in me Kind of like I don't know, I've talked about it before, this buzzing that you can feel when you're in the creative flow. And you're letting it guide you instead of trying to control it and manipulate it. I just feel this buzzing. And I spent the entire morning painting. I woke up not really knowing how I felt today, to be honest. I felt a little sad and like, I didn't have anything to do today, and I really wanted to have something to do, but I do have things to do. They just weren't anyway. You know what I mean? Like, there's always something to do, but you just don't feel like doing any of those things. Nothing is like calling to you. And so I woke up like that this morning, and I was just like, shoot, I hate it when I wake up like this because then it feels like I have to push really hard to get myself out of this funk so the whole day isn't spent in this state. I don't know if that's me being a depressed person or if it's just me being a, an artist. I don't know what that is. Anyway, <clears throat> I was just really concerned that my day was gonna be shit. But I forced myself up and I forced myself to take out my paints, my watercolors, and just start moving my hands, moving my wrists. And I didn't really love what was coming out. I had like four paintings going at one time, you know, so I you know one is drying and then i'd start another and and that one has to dry so and then i don't always know instantly what comes next i have to stare at it for a little while and i just really felt like i was like forcing myself through it and then i got this nudge something sparked in me and was like oh don't forget you have that i think it's called flow troll flow troll um, you've got all your acrylics, play, play with that some more. And so then I decided, well, I don't really like what's happening with these watercolors, I don't know what I'm doing, I'll just play with that for a little bit. And then I had the best time, because it was something new to discover, and like literally, I couldn't plan how it was going to come out. Like I don't know how to use Plotrol, or the method I, like the process I want to mix my paints with I don't I don't know yet what my preferred method is and so because I don't know I just have to like practice and play around and look I know I could go onto to YouTube and you know research tutorials but I don't I just I have the tools there and I feel like I have the wherewithal to figure it out in my own way, the way I wanna use it without being influenced by watching someone else do something. I get really nervous when I'm feeling this buzz of the creative flow to look at anybody else's work or anybody else's process because I don't want it to taint what is coming naturally out of me. Cause you know that happens, I mean, Once you see something, you can't unsee it, so it's there, it's imprinted. Whether you remember it exactly or not is besides the point, but there's an imprint of that there, right? So anyway, I really try and stay disconnected uh, as much as I can from, uh, uh, what's the word? I almost said consuming, but that's not right. I just feel like maybe I've been hungry a lot lately. That word keeps coming up, but anyway, I think I've expressed myself enough. I don't have to explain myself further. That's why I can't think of anything else to, to say to explain it, because I think I already did. Woo! I'm in the shade right now and it's chilly surprised there's not more people oh, I guess I'm not surprised it's a Tuesday in the middle of the day I think most people are at work right now right are people going to work I mean I'm gonna be going to work it is weird to like go to work like when I went to work last week when I did the trial at a gas station gosh that was so fun and so hard. Um, It did feel so good to be like out in the world contributing and working and saying hello to strangers. I really liked that. So I think maybe I was going into this week disappointed that I didn't have, already have, my start date to this other part-time job that I accepted. because I needed something to look forward to. (laughs) And I mean, I have other things to look forward to, but I just really feel that right now I am meant to spend my energy in my career and my work, even if it's part-time work somewhere else, doing something completely unrelated to my personal work. really feel like that's where my healing is happening right now is when I'm working I feel uh, I feel valuable when I'm working I like to work I mean I only have you know bursts of energy and so like I put all my energy into that time and I get exhausted but As I find a routine, it just, it feels so good. Routine is good. (laughs) It's nice to just be, have things you do because, I don't know. It's nice to have order, I guess. I think working for myself, it's been um, really difficult to find that routine because I can work whenever I want and I cannot work whenever I want. And it's you know, been a pretty rough year and so there's been more days than not that I haven't wanted to work. The great, the great news about that for me is that I am a major procrastinator But I also work really well under pressure. And so like, I always know I'm gonna meet my deadline because that's who I am too, is I meet my deadlines. But I might wait until the last minute to do anything. But I'll still get it done. I always do. Whoo! Burr! You hear what I'm talking about? It's like I feel like I'm preparing myself to like, you know, go meet my new boss and, This is what I'm good at. I'm going to be a team player. Listen to my qualities. (laughs) Uh, So, last night I found this show on Amazon Prime. And I don't, I think it's only going to be on Prime for like until the end of April. So. Because there's a, a date I ended up, you know, consuming it. There's that word again. So there's like 10 episodes in the first season. And I've watched 9. <laughs> and I just started it last night when I got into bed. I think I watched half of it last night. And then half of it I listened to while I was working this morning. While I was painting and creating. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so anyway, it's a really interesting show. I really have enjoyed it. Um, it's a, a therapist who has, um, hello. It's a therapist who just has, uh, I want to say four couples. I think there's four and, uh, the cameras follow them. Hello. The, the cameras follow them. Uh, I just had a moment with this woman. Anyway, um, <laughs> so the cameras follow these couples while they're in therapy and their sessions are right in front of your face and it's so interesting to just get to know these couples through their therapy, through this one hour. And I don't even know if it was every couple weeks they went in or every month or I don't know how, it was multiple, it's multiple appointments. Like one couple, um, they had 11 appointments total, I guess, during that first season. And so you see a lot of different, like they're going through different seasons in life and they're coming in, you know, having therapy and. Seeing the ebbs and flows of the relationship and you when you can tell that they're just like not good. You know, they're just not healthy individually or as a couple. And then the next episode they, they come in and they've something has clicked. And they seem better and they and they no longer feel this urgency to separate. And it's been so impactful for me because, you know. I was in couples therapy with my ex-husband before we divorced and it did not look like what it looks like on this show. And what I mean what I mean by that is we never told the truth. We never told the, I don't feel like I was really telling the truth about how I actually felt because I didn't want to hurt his feelings. <laughs> and then I could see how cornered he must have felt by these two women, his, his wife and the therapist, and just wanting to say the right thing so we'd, you know, get off his back. So he could get his gold star. So he and I could say that we were healing. It's a very personal thing to share. It's only my perception of, of it. I can't speak for what it was like for him. I don't believe it, that we experienced our divorce and our separation in the same way at all. Because we're two different people. So I can only offer my my side, my perspective, my viewpoint, and I know it's I know it's uh, skewed because I'm an emotional person, and my emotions were running so high in the last few months. Hi. Gosh, I was—I feel like I was talking about something so heavy and then I looked up and just natural big smile, hello. And that like hurt my cheeks to do that because it felt so phony. Ugh. Ugh. Anyway, all I'm saying is this show has just really helped me look at my marriage and and see these moments that were so big for us. Like to be quite honest, could could have been avoided. <laughs> we would have just asked for help sooner, or if we knew what kind of help to look for. Then I can't fault myself for not knowing what I didn't know. Then <laughs> I just. I don't know when this relationship will stop being the relationship that I hold all other relationships to in comparison. Not because I want something to be the same again, it's because I want it to not be the same again. I just don't know, you know, how long it will take for me to work through this. And that feels very daunting and exhausting to think about. But it is what it is. And I wanna do the work. I really do. I don't wanna just know, who I am or feel who I am. I want to see who I am. I want to be able to be objective. I think I'm getting better at it. Ugh. Now I feel so good. I got goosebumps. Or do you call them goose pimples? I call them goosebumps. I just never liked saying goose pimple. It just, two words I just never have liked together. Oh, man. Hello. I'm trying not to feel awkward every time I walk a person. And I just want to keep talking and recording because I don't want to lose my train of thought, but I just feel really awkward to not pause to say hello. I like to acknowledge people. I like to look people in the eyes and say hello when I pass them. Not everybody likes it. Not everybody does it. I don't do it all the time. I guess it depends on what mood I'm in. But it's sunny out here, and it just makes me want to say hello. Well, anyway, maybe that's all I really had to say. That's what I was thinking. I wanted to recommend that show, Couples Therapy been really helpful you know I don't, in my life, in my experience, I don't really have a lot of couples who are willing to share what their relationship actually looks like behind closed doors when it's just them like I never felt like I was really allowed to share negative things it wasn't didn't want to tarnish my husband's reputation and it drove me crazy just if I if I could have talked about it I would have understood how to find help to talk about it who knows you know to choose to believe that this relationship still has things to teach me, I'm gonna continue learning until I'm done. And I don't have to feel like, it's like I'm being haunted. It doesn't have to, it doesn't have to startle me because I'm willing to go there Maybe just now I'm ready to actually look at my marriage. I mean, going through a separation and divorce, it was really difficult to think anything positive about him. But the further I get away from it, the more I remember all the really lovely things And so, it makes me want to dissect as much as I can. I wanna learn from it. Hi. And, I don't wanna avoid it and have it live inside my body and make me old too fast and make me, curmudgeon. I don't want to be that. So I want to work through stuff now so I can be a really happy old lady. <laughs> I'm really secure in my oldness. <laughs> I still got some strength in my body right now. My body can take the work. So long as I keep up with these walks. It's been really I'm glad the sun is coming out and it's getting warmer, something that Liz rarely feels during this time of year. I really love fall and winter, and so I get kind of sad when the sun's out more often, but I have needed this. I can just feel my body is alive in a different way because the sun is out. The sun and I don't have a great relationship, but this is a positive twist. Because I might have told my best friend that, you know, if she wants to move to Arizona, I would just move with her. Because what else am I doing? I can go wherever I want and do whatever I want. So, I'm just gonna be open. I don't know what's gonna be next for me. And now that I'm starting to get some routine, it doesn't feel as scary, the unknown. Now I feel like I can really enjoy the unknown. Just basically keep my head in my creative flow, my head and my heart my whole spirit, my body, all of me in this creative flow that I've been gifted for however long I can until it tells me what's next. I don't know what's next yet because I'm still doing what I'm supposed to do here. I'm not done yet. There are moments when I've wanted to be done when I've have missed living in the city, considered taking a roommate just to get back to the city. But I want to be in this work. And so my aloneness persists. hard to live in the quiet because it's not just quiet because no one else is there it's quiet because like if I turn everything off in my apartment I don't hear anything else I'm in the middle of a bunch of trees I mean I get the Sun I get the daylight coming in but I never get like direct Sun into my apartment there's the trees and like I still have ice on my car in the morning <laughs> right now because of where I'm at I lost my train of thought I lost it in the grass over there something jumped up and it was very small but it had a long tail but it just jumped straight up like something startled it and it was like ah! <laughs> it feels really good outside so anyway these are the thoughts that are in my head walk the trail into town and maybe pick up a salad so I could go sit at the park and eat my salad in the sun. My salad in the sun, gonna eat my salad in the sun. And Then I'll walk back to my car and I'll go home and shower. Because I am getting a pedicure tonight with my best friend. I haven't had a pedicure in a year. I'm so excited to get my feet massaged. Definitely gonna pay extra for longer massage on my legs and my feet. Sometimes it's just really nice to feel a touch from someone that knows how to uh, care for another's body in a respectful way and in a healing way, and it, it be an unfamiliar touch. And then to be delighted in the unfamiliarity, I struggled to say that word and I had a lot of spit in my mouth. I'm gonna go to the left. There's this golf course that I like to walk past and watch how terrible the golfers are. <laughs> Not like I really know. I don't play golf, but I just feel like it looks really um, intimidating to me. Golf. Like I know when I've played mini golf, I always just feel uncomfortable when it's my turn to go up and hit the ball and everybody's waiting and staring at you and, you know, judging your form and I'm like, yeah, it's just mini golf. So then I'm just don't really play that well because I get nervous that if I actually try and it looks like I'm trying and then I fail, then I'll be stupid or something. I didn't play sports growing up not because I didn't want to I wasn't allowed to wear the uniforms Um, so like when I was in sixth grade we moved we moved and I went to the school and they had gym uniforms and that was like my first experience with a gym uniform. Cause you know, it was middle school. I had just come from a different district and whatever I wore to school that day was also what I played in, what I did gym in. You just didn't change your clothes. Not that I can remember. So it was really startling to me in sixth grade to have to be in a locker room and change my clothes and put on this gym uniform. But I wasn't allowed to wear the shorts because I wasn't allowed to wear shorts or pants because of the denomination of Christianity I was being raised in. Um, And because I couldn't wear shorts, my mom made me um, culottes. (laughs) culottes, I, like, hated them and loved them because they're, like, like, skorts, like, shorts and a skirt, really baggy shorts. It felt, like, so scandalous for me to be wearing culottes, but when everyone else is wearing shorts and you're the only one wearing those culottes that your mom made, no less, that you really did love, but you felt so stupid in, because you were the only one. It was hard to enjoy those moments. So that's why I didn't play sports, because I knew like, my mom played sports when she was younger. And so I think she hoped for that for me but I did not want to have to endure being the one player on the team in the culottes with, you know, parents and other students coming to watch your games and stuff. I would have just felt like a spectacle and I already felt like a spectacle. (laughs) So, anyway, probably explains why, uh, as I've gotten older, I feel comfortable just wearing whatever I feel like wearing, and I might seem like a spectacle to people, but I've just been used to feeling that way. So, might as well just enjoy wearing the things I want to wear. I guess I have flipped my... I learned a lesson and I flipped it. Flipped the script, like. I think for a long time, because I just wanted to fit in, you know, I would follow the trends. And, but I never really liked, I never felt comfortable in the clothes I was wearing. So in the last couple years, I've gotten really um, focused on, I've just gotten better at expressing myself through my clothes. I think, you know, experiencing little girls pick out their outfits, just, you know, favorite shirt, favorite pants or skirt or favorite shoes, even if it doesn't match all different patterns, (laughs) there's something to that. So I took their lead. (laughs) And now I just feel excited with everything I wear every day. I'm curious what it's gonna be like to have a part-time job where I have to wear where I have to wear a uniform.'m looking up at this tree trying to find these birds. I can't see any of them. This always happens. I can hear all of them. They're like camouflaged, like chameleon birds. or they're just so tiny. Maybe they're frogs. They're not birds. I don't know. Um, yeah, now I'm talking about my clothes. Jeez. Lots, is, lots has a lot of things have been tumbling around in my my head. I had a really good um, last meeting with my therapist. I think it was last week. I kind of talked about. I talked about it last couple episodes. Um, but she said to me that it seemed I had turned a corner. And to hear that out of her mouth <laughs> made me feel so relieved. Like, I feel like I've been working so hard to learn some things. And I've been putting in the, the work, like dedicated to it. And so for her to see that in me, <laughs> I just felt so good, and I do feel like I've turned a corner, I feel like I'm, I just feel generally happier, in just the slightest way, I still have my moments of sad, but I'm having more moments of happy. And, you know, I feel like it's been a while since I've felt that way. Since I've enjoyed being with myself. And expressing myself. When I was working at the gas station last week, uh, one of the customers was paying and was ringing up his stuff one of the other ladies working knew him. So they were talking about something and he looked to me to kind of include me in the conversation and I had really no idea what they were talking about but he said something along the lines of, you know, I'm just trying to keep my head down and do the good work but it can be so disheartening when you just never see anything change. And I was like, well, Maybe you don't see the things that are changing from your hard work because you're still head down in the hard work. And so all you can see are all the things that still need to change. And you're not standing up to look behind you and see what's changed because of the work you're putting in. And he just looked at me. And the the lady that was working, you know, kind of glanced at me like, what the what? And I was like, oh no, I was to myself here but it also felt like it just came out of me because it needed to for him. And he said, "Wow, thank you. I I never would have even thought to think of it that way. That that's such a helpful perspective." And I was like, "Oh, you're welcome. You know, have a good day." And he and he left. And that was really impactful on me because I showed up for myself. I showed up as myself in a moment with a stranger and I shared some truth, a different perspective. And it felt good to offer somebody something and to to be thanked. It felt really good to be thanked. (laughs) When's the last time you were thanked for something and like it meant something like that to you? That it was this genuine deep thanks and you could feel it too. You know, that kind of stuff lights up your soul. (laughs) I'm getting emotionable. Emotionable. (laughs) I'm getting emotional about being thanked. guess I'm feeling a little sensitive today. Um, I don't really wanna walk right on this road yet because it's gonna be loud, so we're gonna cut a different way. And I'm gonna check out these flowers. I don't know what they are. Daffodils, maybe? They're yellow have little cups on them. (laughs) Uh, I'm gonna do a plug for my best friend. Uh, If you love plants and you're, you know, either a beginner or thinking about starting, to have a relationship with plants um, you should follow potitations on instagram p-o-t i-t-a-t-i-o-m-s <laughs> that was really hard to spell pot-itations. Um, it's just my sweet friend loving on her plants that has been her creative outlet that has really um, been healing for her during this pandemic. And I think there's a lot of people who've turned to plants and gardening and I really love that. I, I really struggle with plants. I don't think I'm really good at it. Um, of course, My best friend bought me a plant when I moved into this new apartment. It's Lydia, my prayer plant. And, you know, she was not doing well. And it like, it overwhelmed me that she wasn't doing well because I was like, oh no. It will just kill my friend if I, kill this plant that she gave me (laughs) and so I wanted to learn how to love it so I just find that I have to carry her to the rooms that I'm in or set her by the sliding glass door right in the light I just gotta have her move around with me she can't really be stationary so I mean that's a sign that we're a good fit I wonder if she'd like Arizona (laughs) should probably I don't know, maybe dry up. I have to be a little more careful with her. Anyway, it's fun trying to figure out how to take care of plants. I do have a cactus that has been with me for a little bit. And I know like, cactuses are supposed to be easy, but I've killed quite a few. And I have to pee. basketball here just laying here Oh, there's a school over there i was gonna say that would be fun to try dribbling i haven't done that in a long time i was not very good at basketball i wanted to be but i was not good at it I, i was getting pretty good at volleyball i really liked playing volleyball in the gym I used to like running, now it sounds terrible. Man, and now these dudes over here mowing the lawn. I was trying to get away from the sound. That's all right. I suppose I can hit pause. Or maybe I just need to be done. Yeah, I should probably find somewhere to pee. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. All right, well, it's been real. Thanks for hanging out with me. You've been listening to Memoiristry and this is Liz Gurley, signing off. Oh, hey, just kidding, we're not done yet. Um, I meant to also share that my Memoiristry shop is now stocked with some more things. I decided to put some of my art up. So not only can you buy a copy of my book, I Was a Good Wife, a signed copy of my book. You can get that on my website. You can also check out some of my artwork that is for sale. Um, so yeah, that's the other thing I wanted to share. Um, if you go to memoirtistry.com backslash shop you can check it out. I tried, to, uh, I tried to write a little bit of a backstory for each piece, um, just to share kind of where I was at in the creation, um, in the creation process when I made the pieces. And uh, just FYI, there's gonna be no reproductions. Everything is one of one. You will get the original. All I'm gonna have are photos of them. So, um, yeah, that's it, one and done. Um, That's really the only way I want to approach things right now. So there you go. If you like something, then you should probably pick it up. Or maybe there'll be something else that I create much later that you'll see that you enjoy. I'm playing with a lot of different mediums and just gotta figure out the best way to ship everything. Anyway, that's my issue to think through and I don't need to talk that out with you. Um, I think I'm done now. I'm going to finish my walk. So, you know, have a good rest of your day. Thanks for listening to History memoir- again. Ugh. It's going to take me a long time to really get that out without stumbling. Thanks for listening. This is Liz Gurley signing off for Realsies. Yay!